Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Richard Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Ryan Whitfield and Joey Libro. Ryan, narrow win for our Fighting Irish last night. I'm assuming you were thinking your Pats will not have such a narrow win this weekend. Am I right? We'll see. That was uh, that was an impressive start, followed by uh, a frustrating rest of the first half last night, for sure, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, that defense, ugh, for the first quarter, I thought we were toast. But, hey, that's enough of this. It's not Fighting Irish Radio, so uh, we'll be talking more about that offline because I can go on about that forever. So, Joey, finally settled in your classes. Presumably, you're looking forward to Georgia's season, and I can't wait for NDB Georgia. You all, you all stocked up and ready to go for the season? Oh, yeah. It's been uh, a good couple weeks of school, and I'm ready to watch some football. Uh, I mean, we played Vanderbilt last week. Not that yeah, exciting no game. We got Murray State this weekend, which is that great. But a couple, couple weeks, I believe, we have Notre Dame at home, which is going to be an absolute yep. insane atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to be talking a lot of crap to you. All right. I look forward to that. Uh, talking crap with Joey about that game. You have to talk. The only catch is you're going to have to talk crap to Ryan, too, since he's an Irish fan. So that'll be fun to see on Twitter. And, in, uh, and of course, there's much more to be excited about because NFL Week 1 season is here. And uh, something else to get even more excited about is our special guest tonight, Joe Toscano of the Bag of Donuts podcast. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be on. All right. Well, hey, this is this is awesome. This is your first time on the show. We are super excited about this. Um, I know you have your own podcast. So, hey, why don't you tell our listeners, you know, why did you start podcasting and, and start your own uh, your own thing here? I started a podcast because I'm a big loudmouth. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very uh, vocal on Twitter, and I tweet a lot. It's between 24-7. And that wasn't enough. Um, I, I, w- I was a guest on some podcasts, and I loved it, and, and uh, I wanted to do it all the time. And, you know, nobody would have me on all the time, so it's like, you know what? i got to do this by myself. So I decided to uh, start my own podcast about, uh, about a, a year ago. Wow. So I wish you met us a year ago then because, uh, you know, that's all we do is be loudmouths all the time, and we could always use another loudmouth because Ryan takes up all that time with his uh, kind of ranting and raving. So it's nice to have another guy on the line on that. Hey, I know you're a Steelers guy, so tell me about that. How did you become a Steelers guy? Uh, born. I was born into it. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> you had no I, choice. I, I was, yeah, exactly. Um, I was born in the Pittsburgh area. I've lived here all my life. And, uh, yeah, one of my you know very earliest memories of, uh, of anything sports was – you know, following the following the Steelers, it's like it's like a religion around here. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 how it happened. Yeah, well, that's that's how we all get kind of get sucked in. But it looks like they got you completely brainwashed over there in Pittsburgh. But hey, <laughs> tell us about this bag of donuts here. What what's what's the deal with the bag of donuts? That is something that just got started um, in a place I work. Some guy just uh, just says, "Hey, enjoy bag of donuts." Don't know why. <laughs> But it okay. sounded really good, it does. and uh, and it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, kudos to that guy for for giving you a nickname. <laughs> I love it. I I love donuts. So that's uh, that's fantastic. 
Hey, listen, we got a lot to cover today. We're going to be talking about the Steelers' outlook post-53-man roster. We're going to be talking about Ezekiel Elliott and his potential deal. We're talking about LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, and our Week 1 games that we are looking forward to the most. So let's go ahead and get rolling. So 53-man rosters are finally set for all 32 NFL teams over the weekend. And since, Joe, you are the expert on Pittsburgh Steelers, what are your thoughts on the Steelers' outlook entering the regular season with their 50-man, 53-man roster set? I think we're really excited. Um, obviously, losing one of the best wide receivers ever does, does not help things. But I think they'll, uh, they'll benefit from that. The offense won't be as good, but I think it'll be good enough. And the defense has been greatly improved with uh, getting Devin Bush um, with, the, with the 10th pick in the draft and getting Steven Nelson at corner and um, a few other additions. They, the, the, the defense will be much faster. They've, uh, mm-hmm. they've covered up all their, all their uh, problems. Um, so the defense is going to be better. That's going to make the, the offense is going to be less predictable because everybody knew that they had to throw to Antonio Brown all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and I think there's going to be on the, uh, on the offense, I think there's going to be um, a couple stars. One of them is going to be James Washington. Uh, and I mean, well, people already know about James Conner, but I think he's going to take sure. even another stop and be a, uh, one of the top five running backs in the league. Wow. Okay. Well, so just uh, real quick before we move on, give us your prediction for their record at the end of the 2019 regular season. I'm going to say 11 and five. Wow. Um, okay. It's serious. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's after like talking myself down from like 15 and one or, or 13 and three or something <laughs> like that. That's, that's me. Right. That's me being sensible. Um, no, I think I, I think another thing that's really going to be in their favor is they're going to be super motivated. For one thing, Ben Roethlisberger, he has he's he's like uh, he's like expiring milk. You only ha- he's only going to be around <laughs> so much longer. So they know they know it's either now or never. Um, and another thing is they're going to be super motivated. All you've heard all off season is how terrible the Steelers are. Steelers drama. Ben is a terrible leader. Tomlin's a terrible coach. The Steelers are in trouble. The Steelers are in a nosedive. Blah blah blah. Well, they've uh-huh. heard all that, and they're going. They can't wait to respond all of that to all that criticism. And plus, they're not the darlings. They're not. Um, th- there's no expectations on them like there are with the Browns. Right. Right. No, that's uh, that's really interesting. I mean, they they have they have been dominant in the past. But they don't have the three Bs anymore. At least not the Bs that we were used to hearing about. So it'll be interesting to see. And that sounds like you think they're going to turn the corner this year and be continue to be relevant. And, uh, that, you know, we're all looking forward to it. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on that one. That's some good insight on the Steelers. Let's talk about our next topic. And that is the Ezekiel Elliott potential deal that may or may not happen. Um, but it is evolving very quickly as of 10, 15 AM this morning, Eastern time NFL network, Ian Rappaport reported that uh, Ezekiel Elliott was flying back to Dallas from his workouts in Cabo, you know, because you know how if you need to get a workout, you go to Cabo. And at 12.06 p.m., Pro Football Talk reported that the Cowboys are close to signing Zeke to a six-year, $90 million extension. That average of $15 million a year would actually tie Elliott with Gurley as the highest paid back in the league, uh, and they would keep him signed up to 2026. And at 12.40 p.m., ESPN's Adam Schefter noted that Elliott was accompanied to Dallas by his agent, Rocky Arsenault, and that the Cowboys are, quote, very close to reaching an extension of Elliott. So let's start with you, Joe. 
thoughts on this evolving story? Will it get done? And what does it mean for the Cowboys? Get Joe? Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. There's a Joe Sorry, and a Joe. No better way to create more confusion than to have two guys of very the same first name. Joe, uh, we'll go to you first. We'll hear from Joey next. Okay. Um, I think I think it's a good thing. I think uh, it was always going to happen this way. I, I think uh, Zeke has all the leverage here uh, because Jerry Jones knows what it's like to have a star running back uh, hold out. See, that's, this happened with Emmett Smith years ago, and uh, it didn't go so well for the Cowboys. They lost the games that uh, Emmett Smith didn't play, and uh, the Cowboys don't have much of a window. I mean, they're going to have to pay Dak. Uh, now they're going to have to pay Zeke. They're going to have to pay Amari mm-hmm. Cooper. You know, yep. the, 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 the window might be closing, so you know, they need to maximize what they have. So they, they almost have no choice but to give Zeke what he wants. Yep, yep. And so, Joey, what are your thoughts on this, on this evolving story? Do you think it's going to get done? How does this impact the Cowboys? Honestly, I'm, where are the Cowboys getting all this money? Because every time I turn around <laughs> and look on Twitter, it's, the Cowboys have extended this guy to this contract. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. It was Lyle Collins today. It was Jalen Smith last week. Uh, they still got Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Byron Jones. And then they got Demarcus, or yeah, Demarcus Lawrence done earlier in the offseason, if I remember correctly. Um, but I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, I read an inter- interesting article uh, yesterday from Pro Football Focus. Uh, ben Baldwin, uh, he's a big analytics guy, covers the Seahawks. He tweeted this out about Ezekiel Elliott, and he's like, "What does Ezekiel Elliott actually do that's spectacular?" Um, in this PFF article, they know. Um, they're, they have an elusive rating, which captures how, how often a uh, player breaks tackles in the run game mm-hmm. and the pass game, what mm-hmm. they do after they break the tackle. In 2018, Ezekiel Elliott was 35th in that metric. Um, they also have another statistic called um, yards per route run, um, which measures how efficient a running back is when he goes out for a pass route. Ezekiel Elliott, again, was 24th in this metric. Um as a rookie and then didn't qualify as a second year player and then finished 19th in 2018. Um, and then another statistic um, that PFF put together is breakaway percentage. Um, mm-hmm. It measures percentage percentage of yards running back gains on runs of more than 15 yards. Um, he finished 15th in the NFL um, behind 14 other running backs. So my question is wow. why throw $90 million over the next six years over a running back who's, really on my mind only produced as much as he has because he's been uh, behind one of the best offensive lines consistently year in year out and he's getting so much volume Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe in the same article uh, Pro Football Focus mentions how Rod Smith when Ezekiel Elliott was out about four games for suspension or whatever he was even more efficient than Ezekiel Elliott was and Rod Smith was undrafted was sitting behind Ezekiel Elliott uh, on Ohio State's team, he was his backup there, uh, and went undrafted, and then was even more efficient when Ezekiel was out. So, uh, I'm very much in the running backs don't matter um, as much camp as the passing game. Um, so, yeah, that's my two cents on Ezekiel. Wow. Okay. Let well, me just say, because yep. I just want to Go say ahead. a smart team would not give Ezekiel Elliott all that money. That's exactly why the Cowboys will give Ezekiel Elliott all that money. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Don't 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 ever second guess what Jerry Jones decides to do. Hey, Ryan. So this is kind of falling into your camp now. We all know how you feel about running backs, and now we got this Ezekiel Elliott thing coming up. What do you think about this? How do you think about this evolving story? Is it going to happen? And how does it affect the Cowboys? Well, before I touch on that, I, I can just I can't let it go unchallenged. Uh, Joe, I'm so sorry that uh, Hakun was taken so far uh, aback by your prediction of 11 and five. He's a Bears fan, so 11 <laughs> 11 wins sounds like a lot in an NFL season to him. Um, Easy to say when you're a Cowboys fan. Drug testing. <laughs> uh, with that said, yeah, this is this is completely stupid. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say on the whole thing that my my patience has more than worn out on it. Um, you know, I, I equate this to, uh, you know, 17 magazine telling you who Britney Spears is kissing last week. Like this whole drama, <laughs> what flight he's on and what, what, what town he's in. <laughs> I know. What, <laughs> probably, what, what town he's in, who was on, on the flight with him. Like it's just, oh, save that crap for the NBA. That's what that yep. league is for. I, I, I don't need the real <laughs> housewives of the NFL, uh, Ezekiel Elliott position, oh, edition. Um, second of all, you know, again, I don't need it on Ezekiel. You know, I won't go as far as, you know, I appreciate, uh, as a, as a member of PFF, uh, Joey, you know, reciting a bunch of PFF stats and I, and I believe in those stats a lot. Um, yep. I still think, I think, I still think Ezekiel, it's a good back, but, um, you know, you mentioned, or Joe mentioned the, the holdout of Emmett Smith, which is funny. Cause that's the last time, uh, that an elite running back was a major factor in why his team won a Super Bowl. So, um, that tells you how, how unimportant that position is. Uh, you shouldn't mm-hmm. overpay at it, but you know, of all the guys that, you know, Joe mentioned that they have to pay, which they do, you know, I wouldn't really consider any of them elite. Elliot's probably the most talented on that side of the ball. You know, Dak is, Dak is a fine quarterback. Uh, Amari Cooper, has flashes, but has been to this point, you know, uh, extremely inconsistent. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, he is your best offense player. And now you kind of backed yourself into a corner where the rest of the team is pretty well built. So now you have to pay this guy, but you know, if the, if the rumor of six, six years, 90 million is true, um, man, that contract better be a lot of guaranteed money up front with almost no dead cap space in the back two years. Cause the way they run running backs to, into the ground mm. in, in Dallas, uh, you know, is it, it, really concerning if you're going to give a guy a contract till he's 30. And they, and they just don't do it, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. It was Marion Barber, then it was Felix Jones, and it was DeMar- uh, DeMarco Murray. You know, yep. they don't they don't often hand out a big lofty contract the second time because they have done such a run-heavy offense for the last uh, decade plus. So, overall, I think it's a bad move. And in the short term, it's a good move. Um, but on the back half of that contract, if you don't win a Super Bowl, and I don't think they're close enough, you know, this is a move that they'll regret eventually. Yep, so some good thoughts there on, and not surprising coming coming from you, but Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, he's probably going to get this deal done, uh, so much for Tony Pollard, although I think we'll probably see a little bit of him during the regular season as well. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on that topic. Let's get to the next topic, and that's another running back. It's, it's the Ryan special. We're just talking about running backs today. LaShawn McCoy, boy, oh boy, what a weekend it was for him. August 31st at 9.38 a.m. Eastern Time, the Buffalo Bills released LaShawn McCoy from the final year of his deal and cleared $6.425 million in cap space. And just later that day, uh, before midnight, the Chiefs signed LaShawn McCoy to a one-year $4 million contract, which includes $3 million guaranteed. Oh, so he reunites with Andy Reid from his Eagles days. So go ahead, Joe. Why don't you sound off on this first? What are your thoughts about this LaShawn McCoy deal? How does this impact the Bills and the Chiefs, if at all? I like it. Um, I think people think that McCoy is washed up. Uh, he's only 31. That's not that old. Um, you know, 
I, I don't want to say bad things about the Bills, but I mean it was the Bills. You know what right. else did they have? Um, you know, so yeah, he wasn't that great with them, but you know it was that that wasn't a great team either. Um, I think he's going to do all right, and I think one of the big debates this off season about the Chiefs is how good is Damian Williams. Some people think he's absolute garbage, and some people think he's going to be great. So I don't know, but I I have a feeling uh, McCoy is going to have a pretty big uh, role in this offense. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see if he can get it back on track. And it is one of the best offenses in the NFL, so basically any back could be useful there, I assume. Let's go over to you, Joey. What are your thoughts on this evolving story of LaShawn McCoy, and how does it impact the Bills and the Chiefs? Um, honestly, I do like this move, uh, just because it's reuniting with, uh, LaShawn and, uh, Andy Reid. I know I had nightmare games against them when I was watching Giants Eagles <laughs> games back in the day. Sure. Um, yep. but I, Joe mentioned that he's only 31, but he's an old 31, meaning that he's played 10 seasons in the NFL where he's mm-hmm. gotten over 150 carries. Um, and like, and that's a lot for running back. So in running back years, he's about 85. Um, <laughs> okay. He's on, I don't know how many years he has left. I think he'll be a nice little weapon for a really dangerous Chiefs team. Um, so, yeah, I like the move. All right. So, uh, well, we got to talk about more running backs, Ryan. What are your thoughts on LaShawn McCoy? Well, you know, I'll, I'll take a, the third uh, uh, stance on his age here. Um, okay. You know, Joe, uh, Joe, Joe mentioned that he's that he's 31, and that's not that old. And I would say, well, 17 is not that old unless you're a dog. Um, so, you know, it, it's all relative for, for the running back position. I do think that's quite old. What I'll say about this, and this is another thing that's annoyed me this last week, you know, I'm in a really positive mood tonight. Um, that wow, this is this, unusual. This, this hot, yeah, this hot take driven, uh, day and age of social media that we live in that everyone has to come out with an opinion. Um, the fact of the matter is, I, I think the most level headed approach to this is that if you really look at it. LaShawn McCoy looks like he's been in regression the last three years. But as Joe mentioned, he's been on a horrible team with a horrible offensive line. And more, more than just a horrible team, uh, a team that forces them into negative game scripts uh, and a team that uh, has had a horrible offense around him. So you can mm-hmm. just tee off on LaShawn McCoy in that offense. So, you know, I, I, I don't think he has a lot left in the tank. But what, how do I know that? You know, so now he goes on a good offense, and maybe he will be good there. And the thing is, is that a lot of this is driven. If you own Darwin Thompson shares in fantasy, you're pissed about this, and you're saying one thing. If yep. you own Damian Williams shares, you're pissed about this, and you're saying one thing. Yep. And if you own LaShawn McCoy, you're pissed, and you're, or you're happy about this, and you're saying another thing. So it really comes down to, you know, what agenda you're trying to drive, and almost people are trying to wish things into existence. I'll say that <laughs> I think I can speak the least bias from it, because I own all three, because I'm in like 15 leagues. So I have shares right. of the three of them across different leagues because I'm hedging my bets mm-hmm. on it because that's the, that's the point is we don't know. I think, I think, and I'll do something I often also do on the show is I'm going to cite a tweet. Um, and by cited, I mean, I'm going to reference it uh, and tell you that it's not my own original thought, but I can't tell you exactly who, who posted it because I never Great save job. it. And I always forget. Um, we always give credit. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but one, uh, whoever tweeted it out and this was a big time analyst, you know, I don't, I can't remember if it was Matthew Barry or, um, you know, some, one of the guys from PFF, but you know, a- anyways, the, the overall premise was that, you know, this might honestly be a really good analogy would be the, the 2015 uh, Arizona Cardinals backfield where you had uh, LaShawn McCoy is the, is the Chris Johnson from that year. Uh, Andre Ellington 
is Damian Williams. And then you have the young kid who everyone's high on that could get, could be good if he gets an opportunity. That's Darwin Thompson. And it was David Johnson back then. Um, that backfield was unpredictable all year. And if he owned any of the three of them that year, it, it was a terrible, uh, terrible situation. So from a, from a football standpoint on the field, it's a, it's a small deal. It's a nothing deal. It only helps the, the chiefs. I think from a fantasy football perspective, it, it's, it's kind of going to be, you know, wait and see. Cause, you know, anyone who tells you they know how this is going to shake out, they don't. Uh, if you're in a dynasty league, you still want Darwin Thompson over the other two. But yep, yep, yeah, I think I I agree with all that. It's really interesting. It certainly does, in some ways, give some good depth for the Chiefs, though. So let's go ahead and ring the bell on that one. Move on to another running back. We're going to talk about Melvin Gordon this time because on August 31st, the Chargers granted Melvin Gordon's permission to seek a trade, and on the very next day, informed him that contract negotiations will be suspended until after the season. And just yesterday, Gordon indicated that he does not plan to report for week one and will forgo $330,000. Now, as a reminder, he has until week 10 to report if he wants his 2019 time to count towards his free agency, but who knows what will happen at this point. So Joe, let's go to you first. What do you think about Melvin Gordon in this scenario? Will he return to the charges this year? And how do you think this holdout will impact them? As sure as I am that um, Zeke will return to the Cowboys soon because the Cowboys are stupid. I'm sure that Melvin Gordon will not return to the Chargers because they're not stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he'll be either traded or do that week 10 thing. Unfortunately from Pittsburgh, we lived through this last year and um, every Steeler fan had to become a, an expert at contracts, uh, the CBA, (laughs) the franchise tag. um, I, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could become a sports agent if I just, you know, if I, if I just uh, fill out some licensing or something like that. Um, I, I think the Chargers will be okay. Um, they'll, you know, Eckler and Justin Jackson are, are good enough. And, you know, it's, it's like it's like you guys said before, when are they going to realize? And, and then they have realized um, – Running backs are not that important. Look at look at Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell. Right. Oh my God, what are we going to do without Le'Veon Bell? Well, we had James Conner, who they got in the third round, who they're paying peanuts. Did almost as good, almost the same production as Le'Veon Bell. It's mm-hmm. stupid to pay a running back a lot of money, especially when Gordon has an injury history. They're right. ridiculous to uh, to pay him all that money. Right, right. Well, this is this is interesting because I'm starting to feel like you guys are all coming out on the same side on this stuff. So, Joey. What are your thoughts on Melvin Gordon? Um, I honestly do not think he returns to the Chargers. Um, I can't blame him for wanting to go get the money. I personally wouldn't pay him, uh, like Joe was talking about. Uh, I know there's been a lot of noise recently about the Eagles potentially going and grabbing him um, after Melvin Gordon followed him, followed the Eagles' Instagram account uh, from his personal account. But my favorite landing spot for Melvin Gordon, um, I I got to say, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they're uh-huh. often going to be sneaky good this year maybe with Arians uh, in the mix there and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin battling it out for wide receiver one. Um, I honestly, like my thinking there is if they're really all in on Winston this season to see what he has as an NFL quarterback, um, then why not go get one of the most explosive playmakers in the league instead of starting Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones, who struggled last year as a rookie. Um so I really hope he's. Uh, I really hope Gordon lands in Tampa Bay. Right. Well, that'd be very interesting to see. I agree. They have. They could be sneaky good this year. Of course, we know how Ryan feels about Bruce Arians. So Ryan, what are your thoughts on Gordon? Where is he going to go? Is he going to be back with the Chargers? How does it impact them? 
Yeah, you, you know, Joe Joe mentioned that uh, the Chargers are, are not stupid uh, like the Cowboys. Um, and, I, and I don't know if it's not that they're not stupid. It's just it doesn't take, uh, you know, two fully functioning eyes to see that Melvin Gordon sucks. Um, <laughs> I completely disagree with what Joey just said. I remember one of my favorite articles last year, and I'm going to, again, cite something I can't find, but I'm sure a quick Google search you can figure it out. It's, 20, it's 2019 after all. Um, but the, the article, I think, was titled something along the lines of Melvin Gordon's in a great situation, but he's just not good at football. Um, and I think that's how I, that's how I view him. He's in a high powered offense and, and obviously that's hyperbole and it's strong. Um, but if you ask me apples to apples compared to the, the, the best guys in, in, in football, no, I don't think that he's that, uh, that good or that valuable. And, and, and case in point is, you know, who, uh, who, you know, who had Justin Jackson or, or, or Eckler, you know, on and not on their fantasy football radar, but on like you know from a football standpoint, you know who who right. was banging the drum that those two guys were 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 good running backs coming out of out of college. You know that they were going to perform well in the pros, and they just weren't. They're just they're in a good system. They throw the ball a lot. Um, they have weapons on the outside. You have to respect. You can't stack boxes against them. Uh, their offensive line is. Not the best one in the NFL, but it, it's 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 a more than representative offensive line, and so it, he's just a, he's just a you know uh, in the right opportunity and a product of his environment. I'm not a Melvin Gordon fan. I don't think he's that good. I think he is going to hold out um, most of the year, and I think he's wrong. Just like just like I thought, Le'Veon Bell was wrong, and then we run you know Joe. Joe's mentioned him several times on this on this episode. Le'Veon Bell is just another one of these guys. You know, I almost feel like running backs are like the NBA. There's or NBA players. There's a lot of if you ask me a beat report in the NBA, you can go talk to the twelfth man on on uh, on the Memphis Grizzlies, and he'll tell you that he thinks he could be the best NBA player if he was just in the right opportunity. Like NBA players just have such an over heightened uh, sense of self worth. That's the running back in the NFL. Running backs think that the, like they have no idea how useless their position is and how wow. and how they just don't impact the game that much. And Melvin Gordon is that right. exact guy. Like you're just a guy on that team. You're not. You're not right. even. He's not even one of the five most important players on that team. So <laughs> I'm not a Melvin Gordon guy. They shouldn't be. They should move on, and it should be Eckler and, and Jackson and, and whoever the hell else they get next year. So. Um, Anyways, yep. that's my take on it. Before I pass the mic back to you on this, did want to note because this just broke over on the air here. Uh, the Rams just signed Jared Goff to a four-year extension, keeping him on the team through 2024. I don't see any numbers yet, but Goff, wow. uh, it, this, despite that pitiful performance in the Super Bowl, which as much as I love my Patriots, was uh, you know Brandon Cooks was uh, was eating a sandwich in the back of the end zone, and he let Jason McCourty go get to that ball. So. Uh, despite that performance, they uh, they're still uh, locking him up there for another uh, another four years. And Adam Schefter reporting that it includes the most guarantees in NFL history and will have approximately thirty two million dollars a year. So take that. Good times. All right, let's ring the bell on that. Let's move on to the last topic here, and we got about a minute apiece here. So game that you're most looking forward to in Week One. This is exciting. It's right around the corner. Joe, what game are you looking forward to in Week One and why? Huh. I'm looking forward to Steelers and uh, Patriots. Um, <laughs> Easy one. <laughs> no, I, I'm I I committed the horrible sin of saying, hey, the Steelers never win in Foxborough, and they never beat Tom Brady in New England, uh, so they're probably going to lose. And I've been accused of treason against Steelers Nation. So wow. um, I, 
I think it's it's going to be a huge game. I mean, like like I said, the Steelers have a lot to prove. Um, you know, they've had naysayers all year. They've had people saying that they're they're on the downfall and they're they're going to be bad this year. So it's a huge game for them. Um, it's also a huge game for New England because you know it's like well, what do you do without Gronk? What do you? I mean, it's, it's almost uh, it's going to be a different team. So I'm really interested to see how that's all going to work out. Even though the Steelers are probably going to lose. Wow. Okay. Well, that's going to be. I think it's going to be a fun game. You picked a good one, Joey. What are your thoughts? What's the one game you're looking forward to in Week One and why? Well, I'm not going to pick my Homer Giants Cowboys game, but uh, <laughs> my favorite game this week is going to be uh, Panthers and Rams. Oh. Um, not not because of the Rams, they're not that exciting to me anymore, but because of the uh-huh. Panthers. Uh, their offense, for the most part, looks the same. You know, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel is one of my like favorite sleeper receivers and in, in fantasy or whatever. But their yep. defense is going to be top of the line this year. Um, let's just go through their stars real quick. Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Kwan Short, Brian Burns, who's one of my favorite edge rushers coming out of the draft, and then Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, Bruce Irvin, uh, Dante Jackson, James Bradbury, and then Eric Reed and Trey Boston as their starting two safeties. I think this defense has a lot of potential to make a lot of noise. Wow, yeah. Well, that would be really interesting to see. And uh, it would be, be interesting to see if they stop what was supposed to be a high-powered Rams offense now that they have Cooper Cup back. So, uh, Ryan, um, I'm going to guess it's the Pats, but what is the week one game that you're looking forward to and why? No, I, I won't be a homer. I'll, I'll keep it interesting. Um, okay. So, so for week one, what, I'm, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's banner number six. Going up right in front of the <laughs> right in front of the, uh, the Rooney family in the building. Yep. Steelers yep. have to look at that. And I'll just throw this, Joe. Yeah, you know the people getting mad at you for committing treason. I saw a stat today. Again, an unattributed tweet. Sorry, I did it three times tonight. Um, but Tom Brady has never thrown an interception and has like 130. Uh, I think it's a 131 point something uh, QBR or pass rating at home against the Steelers in his career. He's never thrown an interception in Foxborough when facing the Steelers. So wow. if only he would just play the Steelers all the time, he'd be considered a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if, if only uh, if only Sean Smith was uh, or whatever twenty seven's name was there all those years ago, played safety all the time, he could just throw touchdowns over his head all day. <laughs> okay. That was hey, that all was right. so funny. <laughs> Friendly banter, everyone. That's a good one. And I and I will be a little bit of a homer and say the season kickoff game, of course, between the Packers and the Bears is the one I'm looking forward to. A rivalry from 1921. It is the league's most played rivalry, 198 regular season games and postseason games, and the Packers are leading 97 to 95 and six ties. I'm super psyched to see what both sides have in store. It's only a three-point spread, and uh, over under on that game is only 46. So it'll be really interesting to see. But if I'm not a homer, I will say the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars, two teams theoretically at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of offense and defense. I'd love to see how that trend pans out in 2019. All right, guys, we are at the end of the show. It always goes so fast. Let's hit the air horn on it. Wow. So thanks so much, Joe, for joining us today. We really appreciate your insight. Everyone, check out the Bag of Donuts podcast every week. It is fantastic. And in particular, tomorrow night, September 4th, as our very own Ryan Whitfield will be on the show. So what could possibly go wrong with that, right? Uh, Joe, anything else you want to promo about the site? Yeah, um, the donut bag. Uh, mostly Pittsburgh stuff, but I also do some goofy uh, pop culture things. But, yeah, um, Ryan's coming on. I've had Ryan before. Uh, always great to talk to him. But for some reason, we always – the conversation always veers into some weird food thing. Right, Ryan? 
Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's the, one of my favorite parts of being on the show. And I'll say you said those <laughs> weird pop culture things. The last time I was on, we did a fantasy draft of office characters, and I took Creed in the first round. So there's nice. that. There you nice. go. Always unpredictable, that Creed. <laughs> we have no idea what he can do. Um, hey, Joe, give us your social media so people can follow you. I am at Joey Bag of Donuts. Um, instead of an F, it's a V. Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter. Um, I'm I, I don't sleep, so I tweet all the time. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> all right, well everybody everybody follow him. It's good. It's a good follow, and it's a great podcast. Check it out, Joey. Give us your social media so people can follow you as well. Yep, you can follow me at Joey Libro on all social media platforms. Terrific. And Ryan, your social media so people can follow you and you can flame them for saying nasty things about the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore, to be honest. About, about the Patriots. That's one. Gentler, kinder, um, Ryan. <laughs> no, it's just, it just softened up from, you know, I mean, what else do I have to say at this point? But uh, you can follow me at Ryan Whitfield, N-E. Uh, what I will say is I always like to give an extra special plug to any of our guests on here. Um, me and Joe started talking probably around this time last year was the first time I went on his podcast. Uh, genuinely one of the funniest people on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I don't respond to a lot of people on Twitter, but every time I tweet uh, and, and, and you do, and you do tweet a lot cause I will go through like six of them, but at least one in six, I can't help but respond <laughs> to, uh, cause it is just it's always entertaining. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one yeah. out of six isn't bad. You know, it's not it's not a great completion percentage, but from a yeah. baseball perspective, we'll take it, right? it's all right. Um, so uh, yeah, so uh, anyways, for for anyone out there, definitely worth a follow from pop culture to sports. Um, it, it's always good stuff, and then you always post Steelers stuff, and I get to uh, to get a comment on that, so it's always a good time. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Check back later this week on FootballGarbageTime.com for all our NFL picks as we duke it out with the urban sports scene guys again for the fifth year in a row. And for our DFS picks, our fantasy football advice, all that fun stuff coming up the rest of the week. And if you have more time on your hands, Ryan and I are jumping over to the urban sports scene podcast in about 10 minutes to talk fantasy football with Wally Ray and the boys. So give it a listen. And thanks again, everyone for listening and wasting time with us. A special thank you to Joe. Fantastic having you on the show. You're always welcome on the show. That's some great insight and uh, we love it. We're going to make this happen much more often this season. Until next time, everybody, enjoy your NFL week. Just remember, 11 wins is only a lot if you're a Giants or a Bears fan. Joe, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Harding Todd, there he goes. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.